This episode of RFK Refugees is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. If you'd like to ensure that there are future episodes and help this show grow, visit patreon.com slash rfkrefugees. That's patreon.com slash rfkrefugees. Enjoy the show. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFK Refugees Podcast, Instant Reaction, RFK Refugees Podcast. You don't have to wait until, like, you know, Wednesday for a podcast on a game that happened on Friday, everybody. This is what we're trying. We're trying something new. We're trying something different. We're trying to give you guys an instant reaction, give you guys instant thoughts, um, letting you all, you know, help out as well. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, we're gonna roll with it. Um, so, John, how you doing, my friend? It was good to I'm see you good. again. Yeah, it was weird Saturday morning uh, podcasting. It's a new, it's a new uh, experience for us. If we sound tired, it's because I was up till like three a.m. for no reason. I think <laughs> what happened was, as I just was so thirsty because of the heat, I drank like nine million Coke Zeros, and I had five thousand milliliters of caffeine running through my body. So that's that's sort of what happened there. Yeah, I mean, I, I I got home and actually couldn't falsely be there. I think I watched a little bit of the of the San Jose LA game to kind of close out the night and. I think I fell like I fell asleep to you right around the same time you did, like around two thirty last night. Um, but yeah, I made a impromptu trip up to Audi Field. That was interesting. Uh, one of my friends uh, had his birthday and uh, paid way too much for a ticket that was right next to him because um, they upsell where he sits uh, based on his say. I won't say how much I paid because <laughs> it's a lot. It's uh, a secret. It's a secret, and it's a lot. Um, I. Uh, I managed to do some like credit card rewards to like offset the cost a little bit, but um, but anyway, I had a fun time. Uh, I got recognized. I was like sitting there while my friend was picking up his season ticket uh, gift, and someone said, "Are you Ted from RFK Refugees?" And I'm that like, "That was Dan Butler." He Dan just, Butler. Uh, he, he thought it was me, so I was very confused. Like, was I near the season ticket holder thing last night? <laughs> I don't think I was. He thought so it was me. Ted. Yeah, it was me. Dan Butler it was me. It was Ted. It was Ted. But uh, yeah, I think that picture got us some uh, some 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 face recognition. Um, yeah, but I got to uh, I got to experience um, Walter's uh, Sports Bar where the Bar of Brava hang out. Um, really cool, actually, really cool place. Um, right next to the, it's got a lot of baseball stuff. I'm hopeful, maybe you know they start integrating a little bit more soccer into it. But um, pretty cool place. They got like pour your own beer and uh, so yeah, it's one place. It's better than I, I think I, I've been to like where they used to hang out like once, and I wasn't really that impressed. But I was very impressed with this place. So. Um, really cool. Uh, got, got to the stadium, got to the game and then the game happened. And the first half was, uh, doo-doo, I think to say the least, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty bad. John, what were your impressions, thoughts? Yeah, man, the first 30 minutes, um, you know, I, I think I stopped paying for, there used to be an app I subscribed to that gave me really cool optostats, like readouts for each game. And I stopped paying for it and I should pay for it cause it's 99 cents a year or something. I just forgot to, but anyway, it was, it was insane. The first 35 minutes first 40 minutes they were unable to complete passes every player was bad there wasn't like a standout anybody uh there was a obviously the goals that occurred uh were bad all both both of them had a mr steven burnbaum associated with them in a close fashion uh the after the game the, the excuse was you know our spacing was bad on this formation we weren't used to it we screwed up this is not an entirely new formation we've played it before this year um not really a great excuse for me but it was clear that that was the problem and, and so you had a tactical confusion 
And then you had a lack of concentration that was leading a lot of passes out of bounds, a lot of passes uh, to feet instead of ahead of the player that could actually make an opportunity for him. TT uh, Rodriguez offered nothing in the center, center of midfield in this particular game, but no one really did. Rooney wasn't touching the ball. Uh, I, I don't remember who tweeted it, but it is it is not a sustainable plan that whenever one of Ariola, Rooney, or Acosta are not available, the team just grinds to a halt. So that, the first half certainly made that uh, made that statement pretty pretty true. I, I will say that I thought TT got a little bit better um, in the in the second half. I thought he was a little bit more. They involved. all did, yeah, but for sure, yeah, but right. everybody did. But him him especially, I thought he looked a little bit better. I'm not quite ready to completely write him off. Um, I think he's, you know, he spent a lot of his time out wide. It, it was sort of an adjustment to get him used to being sort of a wide player. Um, and then he started to sort of put it together out wide. And now he's, you know, he's playing a new position where he has to be the fulcrum of the attack. Um, so, again, I thought in the first half he was poor. Again, everybody was poor. Um, I thought Rooney in particular. And, and I feel like we haven't. I, I feel like it, it's Wayne Rooney, so we've kind of given him maybe a little bit of a pass. But. I thought he was really bad in both halves. He was the one player, and, and then you know that I thought was just missing passes were just going awry. His touch was off. He was completely. I mean, to, to New England's credit, they completely shut him out of that game. Um, I can't really remember anything significant he did. He had one sitter in front of goal that he just blasted up on t- up over the bar. Um, but I mean, he ever since his sort of half field goal wonder. Um, I haven't really been that impressed with Wayne Rooney. This is this is kind of the Wayne Rooney we all feared we were getting. Um, you know, when we were getting when we was originally signed in 2018, this was like the worst case scenario, and I feel like we've seen it uh, time and time again. I don't know if it's just the the heat, you know, the the exhaustion playing for so long. Um, but you know, it, it, DC really can't afford it. No one, you know, you you like to think maybe we would have an option where say, okay, maybe he can rest for a game and he can kind of get his legs back under him. But DC doesn't have that that uh, that luxury, unfortunately. Um, they they absolutely do not. Um, and uh, I, again, and then this is of course preface the fact that he plays an excellent free kick right to Quincy Ameriqua for the tying goal. Uh, congrats to Quincy Ameriqua on his first goal in a DC uniform. Uh, really, really nice finish. And I remember I saw that goal go in. I saw like seven New England Revolution hands go up for offside. Yep. And then I saw like uh, I saw uh, Ted Uncle in his ear, and I was like. I think this is going to be offside. I was yeah, like, I, I, I was, I was like, this is going to get called back. I don't like, we're celebrating, but this is going to get called back. But it didn't. It was like, I, and I, I kind of looked at it, and I'm like, I don't really see how he was onside. But I mean, I think the far defender kept him on. But anyway, yeah, Leo Leo also scored his first goal, yes. I believe, for DC. Um, it looked sort of like he, real time from my angle. It looked like he roofed it. Uh, once you watch the replay, he sort of shinned it into the goalie's shoulder and into the net, which, you know, it doesn't matter how it goes in. Uh, but from my, from my initial viewpoint, it looked absolutely absurd. And then, after, and then you know, with, yeah. the, with the benefit of hindsight, it was just an okay goal. Hey, you know, uh, but, but oh, come on. An okay Finally. goal. Talk, talk, talk oh, about the cross talk, was amazing. The, the, the cross, cross from Paul Ariola. Yeah. Paul Ariola's cross. And, and, and this is. This sort of exemplifies why he why it's good to have him back. Um, just out of nothing, just pulls a beautiful cross um, right into um, Leonardo Har's feet. Again, Leonardo Har is not a not a not an attacker necessarily. He's more of a wing player. He'll he'll kind of create some opportunities, but he's not really known for his finishing ability. Um, but it, hey, it works. Like I said, it worked out, and it was absolutely. I, I do not think even with the red card. If that goal doesn't happen, DC does not walk out. DC's we're talking about a, a two-one loss, I think, a, a, at most. Um, that goal was in crucial 
uh, crucial to this team getting anything out of this game. Um, do we want to talk about the the wonderful Ted Uncle out there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was funny. I had a I had a random stranger in front of me saying, "Is it normal to hand out this many yellow cards in a game?" I said, "Well, it is when Ted Uncle is officiating. Uh, this is not a this is not an absurdity. The game was kind of out of control uh, in the second half, as always. Uh, a number of a number of yellow cards given for barely even fouls. I think there were there was a there was a yellow card given to." Who was it for kicking the ball to the goalie after after a whistle? There was a there was a time wasting penalty uh, uh, card. I, I can't remember who that was. I, I the one thing I do remember is I remember um, the uh, the New England goalkeeper uh, Matt Turner. Uh, like the balls rolled out to him. I think it was it was either a DC player or something like that. Like a, a replacement balls rolled out to him, and he kind of trots behind the goal, picks up the ball, and like walks it out to like the center circle. And then Ted Uncle whistles, walks over, and gives him a yellow, and he absolutely loses it. He's like, "What? What? Like what? Did I... Like you knew you knew what you were doing, Matt. You knew exactly what you were doing." So a yellow card to de- for descent for Leohara on the thirty seventh. A yellow card for descent for Burnbaum in the sixty seventh minute. Um, that's okay. <laughs> I guess he really didn't like to get it. He was very tired of being yelled at, I guess. And it was funny too, that the fans all booed his name when they called, when they announced him at the beginning of the game. I, I appreciate that. He, he's got a reputation. He's he got a reputation now. And it's, uh, we all kind of knew I saw that and I was like, Oh great. Really? Like we're getting, and you know, he's got a, a bad reputation with players. Uh, players do not like him. Um, and so it's not really surprising that he's he's he gave yellows out for dissent because that's that's kind of what he gets right now. And um, I think he gave his first yellow to the to the guy who got sent off for dissent. I believe that was the the first call was dissent, and then he gets a bad tackle, and then the referee just gives him a second yellow and sends him off. Um, so the box score says on sporting behavior, but uh, who knows? There was yellow cards flying all over. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight yellow cards. <laughs> U- so. USB is kind of what a what a referee does when it's like I I don't know if it's there's a specific thing he did, but he did something I didn't like, and therefore I'm going to give him a yellow card. He didn't he, like a lot of things according to this this misconduct summary. <laughs> um, so after the after that red card, the game turned really on its head. Uh, now, here's the thing. Here's the qualifier. Everyone said that the team only looked better. Taylor Twelman said the team only looked better after the red card went down. You and I have both seen games this season, but also historically, where DC United has a man advantage and actually looks worse. And it doesn't really make any sense, but it, they just don't know how to manage the, the, the advantage that they have. This was not the case. The amount of movement off the ball in the attacking third of the field, combination play, Passing triangles, move, you know, passing and moving that that this team has not done for at least nine games, really. If I'm honest, all of our goals have been happening due to sort of, you know, free kicks, corner kicks, penalty kicks, weird things. This was sort of the way. I mean, granted, our second goal happened by a free kick, so that, you know, put that to the side. Uh, but the fact that the the team looked much more dangerous than it has in weeks uh, with that man advantage. So I'm glad that that happened. I hope that they can sort of build on that. They're going to need to. Uh, that combination play is the way they're going to score, particularly if they don't, if they're not a team that passes or crosses the ball to tall forwards in the box. That's how they're going to score. Uh, so they need to do it more. And I'm, I was happy to see it uh, finally at the second half of this game. I mean, this, this, it, you know, I would, I would disagree, I guess, a little bit that they looked, um, that they looked poor, you know, after the second half and the sort of the, the time period between the second half, uh, the start of the second half and the, and the second yellow. I thought they still looked they looked better. It was definitely there was a lot more movement. There, there that movement and those chances were starting to generate and they were starting to happen. 
um, with more regularity, uh, certainly in the second half. So I disagree a little bit that they looked. They it was as soon as the red card happened, they, suddenly they started looking, you know, a million times better. I mean, I think I think it definitely got better than what they had been previously, but I don't think it was. They, they looked like they were a completely different team. Um, when they came out with that 11, um, it seems like they, they kind of dropped uh, uh, Lucas Rodriguez a little more back, um, I guess, to give him some more space to work with and some more movement. Um, the Mora, I thought, had a very, very rough first half, uh, completely yep. turned it around in the second half. Uh, he was excellent in the second half. Uh, and he really, you know, started to show that those changes generation. So that gave me hope that, you know, at least he's getting, maybe getting back into the swing of things. He's coming, you know, he, he's starting to find his, his form again. Um, and we're not going to get the early 2018 uh, Mora. We're going to get the uh, late 2018 Mora because we need that one. We need that Mora right now. <laughs> Speaking of early 2018, Moreno also, that was his worst half he's put together since he came here. Yeah. And he started, He, if you all remember that when he came here, uh, both him and Segura started pretty much every game and everyone was like, wow, these guys are bad. We have made a mistake. They are not ready. And then at the time, they were not ready for MLS play. They were not connecting with their teammates. But that's how he looked in the first half. A number of passes just getting very loose from him, uh, putting his defenders in bad spots. So I'm glad. It was like there was a line change and 11 body doubles came out and uh, they they played better. And that second, that body, the body doubles had played soccer before. You know, th- this team needs, particularly Russell Knauss and Junior Moreno, to start dominating games the way they did in, in late two, 2018. That... I will beat the drum to death that that is the big reason why DC suddenly turned from a mediocre to bad team to like a world beating team in 2018 is when is when Russell Canals came back they slotted in with Moreno and they just absolutely bossed the entirety of the of the center midfield um and we really honestly haven't seen that I think we saw it you know again the first few games um, you know, and it, I think fortunately for DC, they've got, you know, FC Cincinnati out there, um, which, you know, who's hot right now, who I think has won two games in a row. Are they won two games in a row? I, I mean, I after they, after they lost five, seven to one against Minnesota, I believe, I think that was that game. Uh, they have, oh, they play today. Never mind. They play today. They've won one. In a they've row. won. They've, they've won, won one. They've won one. Yeah. I was about to say, I'm like, I don't, let's, let's not, we'll see how that game goes. Uh, maybe we can catch them when they're confident we can use this game as a bearing game but um i mean three points is a must out of that game I mean, three points is a must out of really any game coming up i don't think right now with how this team is played and how they have just completely shipped off opportunities um i every game for me is a must win i don't care if it's on the road i don't care if it's against you know manchester united i mean they have to start putting points on the board and getting more than just a point per game again the comeback was good it was good that they battle back but you kind of leave that game and you're like, well, yeah, I mean, they put it together, but good grief. It's like, can we like have a game that we feel good about? Can we have a game where we leave the stadium and we're like on that, you know, high? It's been a while. I mean, I mean, I, I, the Orlando game was like, great, we got to win. But man, we played awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, that was not good. Like, I mean, five, five, five to a five, two and five record at home is is not really what you normally see for a playoff, uh, a playoff victory a playoff achieving team Quincy had some quotes after the game um you know I think that they're really really driving hard on this thing where a tie is still good he said in the short term yes dropping points at home is a concern you know you you want to not lose points so in an MLS a draw especially towards the end of the season is almost as valuable as a win though you're not happy to not get your wins at home and the big picture making sure you don't lose points is important most people who are not familiar with MLS don't understand the importance of grinding the season teams who overextend themselves pay the price towards the end of the summer Blah blah blah. Um, yeah, I mean that's true. If you're looking to scrape into the playoffs 
and you didn't start the year at the top of the table and didn't have hopes of going in deep, yeah, you're you're fine. Just if you're points per game, if you're not losing and you're always at least getting a point, that's good. But uh, the the early season advantage this team had on the road where they were really winning almost every game on the road kind of weirdly, I think has has normalized a little bit. They're, They're a normal team again. They need to start putting some wins together, particularly against teams that they assume they're going to finish above in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I think, uh, you know, New England is, is a completely different team. I think uh, Bruce Arena has done a, a fantastic job injecting some directness in that team. And they um, they absolutely punished D.C. And there was there was a lot he was doing to really neutralize what D.C. did. Um, and I think D.C. kind of flipped it on its head um, in, in the second half and kind of got got themselves got their feet under him. Um, but New England still say, hey, we still left with a point there after being a man down. So. You know, it could have been they could have been absolutely steamrolled in that game. Um, one, one point I did want to make: I thought Segura wasn't good coming off the bench. I expected a little bit more out of him, especially considering some of the opportunities he's had at the beginning of the year and what he's kind of shown us um, what he can do. Um, and then, yeah, of course, Ameriqua gets his goal. So uh, those are the only two subs. Uh, would have loved. I always kind of saying. The, I feel like every game they go down, I'm like, I want to see Griffin Yao. Put Griffin out there, and, and Ben doesn't do it. And uh, Zoltan not in the 18. Uh, so I, I think it's safe to say that. I, I I told you. I told you that when you that when that after that Toronto game, I said I don't think we'll see Zoltan in a DC nine uniform uh, again. And we haven't seen him. So I don't know if it was because of Manonis or because he's he's looking for some some European team to to take him. So. One of our followers pointed out that he wasn't in the code of conduct video in Audi Field. I don't remember him being there to begin with, uh, but if he was and he was gone, that's that's an eagle eye spot. Yeah. And I, I will be very shocked if this team's uh, video administrative is so like immediately prompt that they're like, "Quick, gotta get him out of here, gotta go, can't happen." Because there was, uh, I believe, David Osted was in the video the entire season last year. Yeah. So I don't know. I think they probably he probably just was never in there. Yeah, and that that would be my guess. And uh, I did see uh, uh, Dave Casper kind of walking around, walking around the field, very hurriedly. So I was, I was kind of curious. Maybe he's just trying to, you know, maybe two weeks in a row. I've seen Jason Levy walking around with his kid, and if I see a third time, I'm gonna throw a sticker at him. He, <laughs> he will know the name RFK Refugees if I see him walking around again. It's gonna happen. You have, uh, like, you have my promise. Fair, fair enough on that. Uh, all right, anything else we want to talk about with this game anything else no i mean i think we're with this two weeks is this two weeks in a row two games in a row that you and i have been there at the same it's gonna the 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 the, uh two streak will break here yeah two two home games in a row yeah home games in a row so you made me walk next time you're walking to my section if we alternate last time i met you you met me this time we'll we'll go back we'll meet in the middle next time half time's not long enough no no you're coming directly to my seat this time i had to walk all the way that there are so many freaking stairs for a hundred for uh the elevator you gotta be the you gotta listen I take the elevator. I do not care. Those steps are there are too many and they're too steep and I'm I don't I'm old, so I take the stairs. I don't take a stairs. I, I, I'm still young I'm still a young millennial, Bruce, so I'm I'm gonna go ahead and, and, and walk and, and use my legs. But anyway. Do what you want. I uh, I'm gonna be yeah in the in the club seats for the Marseille game. I believe that's the next home game on the eighteenth. So look forward to lots of swanky pictures on the on the show account as I get completely spoiled by air conditioned soccer. Uh, I know that's going to uh, my wife and I oh, were looking, man. I was like, just for fun, let's let's just see what season tickets would be. And I'm like, oh, no, nope, no, never mind. <laughs> They're like four thousand dollars for a year. That's insane. <laughs> that's too rich. Yeah, that's too rich for that'd be too rich for my blood. blood almost. 
That'd be too rich for my blood. Uh, but the uh, what was I? I was gonna say. So, you, so you're gonna be like, you gonna have caviar? Like, you're gonna be? I hope so. Are you they gonna be, Are you gonna be having like Chardonnay or champagne in like the room and like you know looking yeah, down, water. looking down on all the peasants below you? Yes, in the that's club my seats. plan. <laughs> looking down all the empty peasant seats because it's a friend, midweek friendly against Marseille and there's not gonna be anybody there. Yeah. Also, <laughs> folks, I'm gonna be on the 18th. I will be there in District Ultra section. For the doubleheader that starts at 6 p.m. I don't even know who the teams are. It doesn't even matter. Please come to this game. Tickets are $12 for two games of soccer. Come hang out. It's going to be very weird. I promise. It's going to be an empty stadium. You're going to hear these guys talking to each other in French. The sound's going to echo off the empty seats. It'll be, it's going to be a lot of fun. I personally love very strange sporting experiences, and this one promises to be weird. So come out. Plenty of seats available, like so many seats available. Uh, and let's let's watch some weird soccer together. Weird soccer. Weird soccer. All right. Um, do we want to talk Bruce Arena's comments or do we want to just leave it? Leave let's, it tease, let's tease that for uh, later for, th- next week. For next week, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll tease that out for next week. Uh, but anyway, um, I guess that with that, we'll wrap up this segment. Um, Twitter.com slash RFQ Refugees. Patreon.com slash RFQ Refugees for when this is out to the general public. Uh, email us rfkrefugees at gmail.com and we're going to start doing these with regularity so you know tweet us some of your thoughts uh, about the game and, and you know and, and let us know what you think let us know what you thought um, there there was a, a the gifs have been great and uh, you guys are great and yes yeah. what's that he said gifs I we have to quit the show is over we quit the show <laughs> I'm, I resign oh wow my things. oh wow sorry folks well I guess you got me for the rest of the time that was the so. last episode of the of the original lineup of you're gonna like start, you're gonna start you're gonna start some like you know split off split off podcast <laughs> and like you know anyway all right um, all right thank you all so so much for joining us and we will catch you all probably sometime later this week we'll we'll put a show out for sure uh so thanks again almost almost oh.